Jane? You might be trying to shake the sweet one after that first one, or maybe even go inside out again a bit harder, so I might try and slide one in there. Fast. You would think he has to make him hit it on the leg side. All his fielders out there. Six to win. Four for a super over. More! Yes, guys, we're right in the middle of a double header to wrap up the penultimate round of BBL Supercoach. So it's time to look ahead to the final round, the head-to-head -head grand finals and the last chance really for you to climb the rankings. Mick, how do we approach it this coming week? Mate, it all comes down to where you're ranked and how you're set up for the grand finals. So we'll give you all a few final trade options, some safe picks, and a couple of pods to uh, spice and things up. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, you are. You're listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast, the Insight BBL show specifically. I'm your host, Nathan Brain. Mick Dell's with me, the big horse. Mate, it's, it's been a long ride. It's been a, a, a longer season than I anticipated, but uh, we're nearly at the end, but we're not quite done yet, are we? Final almost. round to go. Yeah, almost. It's um, It's been long, but it hasn't. Like, it's a few rounds shorter than last year, but yeah, we're just about to finish round eight. We've got the Stars and the Renegades up shortly, but yeah, it's been successful, but yeah, a few missed picks here and there, but hopefully we can snag a couple of nice little odds with our trip home to make it into the top thousand. It would be good. would be good. Um, guys, before we jump into things, obviously, like Mick said at the start of the show, we're going to look into trades for the final round. We're going to look at some pods as well, some some players of difference to get you up the rankings to finish things off or maybe help you win your, your grand final head-to-head. -head. Um, but before we do, if you haven't yet, please hit like and subscribe. We would really appreciate it. And if you're listening on audio, please uh, hit the follow button and leave us a, a five-star review. We'd love that. Um, but most importantly, jump in the Discord. It's free to free to enter. It's free to jump in. We've got a bunch of legends in there that love talking fantasy sport and super coach. So yeah. get in there, have a chat with us, and we've got some exciting stuff coming. Specifically, we've got Insight Unlimited coming your way very soon where you're going to get access to everything that we do, a lot of deep dives and stat-based stuff, but also having a look at our final trades, our teams, our captains. We're going to talk you through our thoughts on the way that we approach the game uh, and all of our other Insight experts in the Discord as well. So that's coming very soon. So jump in the Discord. The link is in the description below. Mick, we should talk about the squeeze of the week and the squeeze of the week is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze, helping you drink responsibly and conveniently and you can go to their website, thestandardsqueeze.com. You can use the code INSIGHT15 and you can get yourself 15% off everything in their store. So thanks to the Standard Squeeze for supporting the show. I've got my drink and my little four-in-one here as well, keeping it nice and cold throughout the show. Um, now, guys, round five will had a massive score. Will uh, Will's Warriors is his team. 14-11, Mick, he knocked out. We've seen back-to-back 1,400 scores for the squeeze of the week the last two weeks. That's massive. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Like, I, I get giddy when I am get scoring in the 1,200s, but 1,400, that's, that's awesome. Well-deserved. And I think, like, this week, the winner will probably end up having, like, seven or 800. 
by the looks of the scores. It's, yeah. it's been a tough, uh, tough round. But yeah, uh, yeah that, that's good enough to, to get him up into 28th overall as well. So congratulations to Will. Uh, good enough to take out top spot, mate. So send us an email. The email's contact at insightfantasysports.com.au and we'll get the prize sent out to you, mate. You can choose between one of these little four-in-ones here uh, that keep your drink nice and cold or your coffee nice and hot in the morning. Or you can choose one of our little combo packs that Mick's got on the screen there that gives you the perfect pour every single time. So you can choose one or the other, mate. Congrats. And uh, we talk about Scott, coach of runs, 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 every single week because he has been in first, second, third throughout the last few weeks, Mick. He's uh, dropped back to second, and he's only 56 points behind first place. So it'll be very interesting to hear how Scott's gone this week, but also even more interesting to see what happens next round for him. Yeah, I'm just doing a little bit of a deep dive now to see how runs, runs, runs is going and who he's got in the last game. It's, um... Here we go. So ranked second overall. He's looped in, oh, he's got Paul Walter as his vice. So oh, that hurts. Who's the captain, Maxi? Let, let's see. No, I think he's stuck. There's no Maxwell in the team. Oof. Okay. So he's Very stuck with whatever Walter scores tonight. And I guess like anti-potting some popular players, I know a lot of people anti-potted Aaron Hardy this week, and that kind of worked out pretty well. Um, anti-potted Josh Inglis, a couple of people. So, you know, moves like that are what are going to win you super coach when you go against the really popular options. And I know a few people that uh, went against Matt Short, and that obviously didn't play out too well for them this week. Um yeah. But uh, how are you going this week, mate? Where, where are you sitting at the moment in terms of rank um, and how many have you got left to go? Yeah, so before coming onto air, I was ranked in 1900th. So mm-hmm. moved up after a nice round last round. Currently sitting on just short of 500. I've got three left to play, including Maxi tonight. And I brought mm-hmm. in Hussain. Really excited to see what he's going to manufacture tonight. Just a bit of a mm-hmm. pod for me. Um, and I've still got my emergency loop to come in, which was Chowdhury. So that'll be another 80 on top of that. So nice. hopefully I can get over 700 tonight. Yeah. I mean, I think anything over 700 is a really good score. You're going to see some green arrows with that, no doubt. Um, we've just seen Aaron Hardy go up to 54 points. I'm not actually watching live at the moment, but I assume he just got a wicket here. Um, so that's that's positive for anybody who took a punt on Aaron Hardy or kept him. I think 87% of us in the top 5% had Aaron Hardy. So looks like he might have cleaned up a wicket there right at the end of the death. Now, um, he has. Yes. I'm currently on 406 uh, at the minute. Now, I just thought, what? you know what? Yeah. We're in the second last round. Let's just have a crack. I didn't take Matt Short's VC of 88. I'm on Captain Glenn Maxwell. I just feel like something's brewing with Maxi. It's the Melbourne Derby. We know how much he loves getting up Aaron Finch. These, those guys have a little bit of a love-hate relationship. Um, I just feel like something's brewing. And we know that Marvel, we spoke about it last week, Mick. Marvel spun square, yep. didn't it, last round? Yep. So maybe he could get a bit of purchase with the ball as well as hopefully some runs with the bat. Yep. Um, while we promote the picks that we get right, we also speak about the picks that we may get wrong. And... This week, I fucking had Ty on my bench, and he's just taken three wickets in the last over. Four for 14 off four overs. I have, yeah, I've cost myself there. That hurts. He he just finished mm. up with 125 points this round. Yeah, um, yeah thanks. That is, ma- I, and I'm just looking at a head-to-head right now. 
that has AJ Ty as their cap as their captain. So I was a wow. hundred points ahead of this bloke, and now he's just gone up to two hundred and fifty captaincy points with AJ Ty, and wow. is predicted to beat me by eighty points. So I need a Maxwell miracle tonight. Wow. <laughs> um, lucky it's a free league, so it doesn't bother me too much. Yeah. Um, let's uh, mate. Let's have a look back at the the week that has been so far. There's been a fair bit going on, so we'll we'll do the daily rewind. Hey. Let's- Now, um, game one, mate, Hurricane 6 for 167. They they kind of they got beaten easily, really, by the strikers in the end. 2 for 169. Matty Short did a bit of damage up front, but it wasn't the Matt Short show this time around, wasn't it? It was Jake Weatherald. Who like, saw this coming? No one. Actually, what were the number no, of people all... that brought him in? There was, a, there was a few. Actually, one guy in the Discord actually brought him in, which was incredible. Um, very left field pick. Yep. I mean, there's no lo- there's Cheap. no logic or statistics yeah. or anything. It's it's pure luck picking someone like that, but it worked. Good on him, whoever it was. And and for those people that brought him in, well done. That's that's awesome. Uh, AJ Ty's just gone up to two ninety two captain, so that's one hundred and forty six points. So oh. good times, good times. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it wasn't the match short show this time around. He did well with the ball, bowled really economically up front, but uh, I think he ended up getting forty odd, didn't he? Um, so he he did yep. relatively well with the bat. Um, but yeah, it, we were probably hoping for a little bit more. 88's a bit of an awkward VC loop score, isn't it? It's it's one of those ones where it's not triple figures. It's not a certainty. You know that someone like a Maxwell, even Paul Walter today, Aaron Hardy on a good deck, Daniel Sams with a good role, they they can all bash out a hundred in a single. So Mm -hmm. there were question marks there as to whether you take it. You, you took it this round, right? I've taken it. Yes. Yeah. And and look, it's probably the smart play really. No, but it's not spicy though. Let's see Maxwell go nuts. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Look, the beauty of it is everyone has Maxi, so they're going to get half of what I get. But um, I'm, I'm just hoping that it's 125 plus and it's a, yeah. a bit of a Hail Mary swing. Um, Sixers, mate, and the next one, they, they were seven for 151. They won pretty easily in the end against the Sydney Thunder. Ten for 132, they finished up. And look, it, I, I said this to you off air. Um, chasing away from home is just seems to be... Uh, a lot more challenging than it looks. And we'll talk about the Scorchers Heat game that just finished very soon. But David Warner was a bit of the anchor of the innings, unfortunately, for those of us that brought him in. I'm a David Warner owner. And um, he started off red hot and then wickets started falling around him and he actually had to kind of consolidate, which was a bit disappointing because we didn't see what we wanted to see from Davey. Spot on. Two sixes early on and then went at a strike rate of 80 for the rest of the innings. Just couldn't get any momentum. Thunder just throwing their wickets away. Yep. They are by far the worst batting lineup in the BBL this year. Mm, and there's a lot of relevance, really, to talking Thunder this week because they're on the double. And we'll talk about our approach yeah. to how we're looking at that for round nine. But, mate, let's talk about the one that just wrapped up, Scorchers versus Heat. Now, the Scorchers have just knocked knocked over a win. They won by 35 runs. They put up 150, 163 for six batting first after Hobson looking really shaky out. early on. Yeah. Very unperth like wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Hobson... Really did a nice little cameo at the end there, didn't he? What did he score? 48 off 30 with two fours and four sixes. Cooper Conley with a nice 35 off 25 for those that were ballsy enough to run with him. But outside of that, Laurie Evans, 26 off 22. And Eskenazi, the next top score with 12. The bowling wasn't too bad for um, Brisbane. Mm. Nessar, two. Kuhneman, economical again, one for 23. Swepson, none for 20. Paul Walter, probably a little bit disappointing going at 10 and over, 1 for 31. 
But how is the Brisbane Heat batting lineup here? They go for what fifty something for their opening partnership, and they get bowled out for one hundred and twenty-eight. So effectively, they're bowled out for seventy-eight here. And we see Michael Nisa, the heroics from last round to now getting a golden duck, and that is B- that is BBL yeah. super coach to a T, isn't it? Imagine how many people would have gone. I think Michael Nisa was the third or fourth most bought player this week, purely because people are chasing last week's points, and this is exactly what can happen in BBL. You get a good rock, you're done. And Lance Morris caught Josh Inglis. It was a good seed, nicked him off. See you later. You can't do much about it. So yeah, that's the volatility of BBL Supercoach. You've just got to be aware of, of it. And can I just mention very quickly, Paul Walter's last ball of the innings um, to, to the strikers. Actually, Hobson chopped onto the stumps and the bales didn't come off. The bales lit up and the bales didn't come off. Uh, and, it, and it comes down, I think, to the weight of the bales because they've got those zing bales that have the lights in them. So they're heavier mm-hmm. than a normal bale on on stumps so yeah pretty stiff yeah yep nah uh, what do you do just let's just get out of this game as quick as we can please mm. renegade stars yeah. are on right now so we obviously can't talk about that but anybody listening or watching uh give us uh yeah uh, give us some updates on on what's happening it's, and please tell me that maxwell's doing well for some reason play has been delayed that's interesting yeah. well it, it wouldn't obviously be because of weather because it's indoors yeah, the roof shut. yeah yeah um might have been just televised uh because the game finished so late they needed a bit of yeah. extra time for the pre-game yeah i'd yeah. say that's what it would have been um what we'll do mate we'll quickly rip into the the winners and losers from the week uh might start to shape a little bit of conversation about what's happening next week so let's do that this is why this is why, this is why i'm hot a very hot jake weatherall 115 uh, now, the guy we didn't talk about, Stephen O'Keefe, 107. How fucking good was he, man? This guy ages like a fine wine, doesn't he? He, he was just on point. One six is the game, I'm, I'm going to go and say. There were some balls that were barely making it to the other end of the pitch. He was bowling it that slow, but yeah. just purely read the game really well. Like the, the pace was off anyway. The ball was holding up, and to more of an extent, he was bowling it into the pitch, just lobbing mm-hmm. it up, and again... Like it was nearly on the way down, on the way to a second bounce by the time it got to um, the keeper, Philippe. So hats off to him. He's just a smart dude. He could play BBL if he doesn't have to bat for fucking years to come. Absolutely, he could. He he could play another five years of BBL and just chip in here and there. You know, just uh, play four or five games a season and come out and just take three for 12 or four. Um, yeah, he's a gun. He's a gun. He's a very smart bowler as well. I think we'll see a lot of that next round too. Mm. So we'll talk about that in the preview. Uh, Matty Short, 88, we've talked about. Alex Hales, 83. Very positive for everybody who bought him in last week um, ahead of the game there because obviously Alex Hales, very prominent figure at the Sydney Thunder and someone who's going to be very, very popular next round. Yep. Probably could be one of the most purchased players. I would assume most people have Daniel Sams already. Well, yeah, I had him, traded him out, looking at bringing him back in because he's one of the only ones that look likely to score alongside Warner, I guess, with the bat for the Thunder. But Mm. we'll get into it later. There might be a bit of weather around that we may need to look out for. Yeah, good shout. We'll chat about Mm. that very soon. Nathan McAndrew, another one will be on the radar. 81, he scored. Uh, Took a couple of poles, get some runs. Uh, Good on him. Nikhil Chowdhury, 80, continues to deliver. He's just an excitement machine. He's like a poster boy, isn't he, for BBL, for for the Hurricanes, especially this year. He's been awesome. So good. So much fun um, to watch. Hopefully he comes back next year. Fingers crossed. Oh, look, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. He's um, a local now. 
plays cricket in Tassie. So um, fingers crossed we see him again next year. Josh Philippe, 77 for him. Uh, did well at the top of the order for the Sixers. Um, might be another conversation to have about him, getting him in as a bit of a one-week punt to finish the year. Hayden Kerr, 72 in his first game back as well. And he bowled the last over, the final over of the innings, which I thought was really interesting. So he and now becomes one. a watch, doesn't he? Yeah. And the first one. Yep. Uh, has a nice role with the bat too, batting seven, I think it is. So look, you could do much worse with Hayden Kerr. It's just a shame he hasn't been here all year. Uh, we wouldn't That's have right. had the Jack Edwards resurgence though, would we? So I, no, I'd much prefer that. that. And Liam Hatcher, uh, another Thunder player with a 70. Uh, I don't know how he got this 70 because the bloke is how just a jug ball. How the score 70? I don't know. Um, a few junk time wickets, I think, but the guy's a bowling machine. So it's uh, very interesting to see how he goes next round on on two kind of pitches that might be a little bit questionable. Uh, those are the winners, the 70-plus scores. Let's talk about the losers now. Ah, oh, Stephen Smith, 275,000 big ones for a zero. That's an expensive donut. Yeah, very expensive. Uh, not not even the Krispy Kreme time. Like they're yeah. they're, they're expensive. They're ten bucks for three. Uh, this was this was a very expensive zero. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people took a little bit of a crack too, didn't they? At putting the captaincy on him, and now their season's pretty much done and dusted. So mm-hmm. very disappointing. Uh, Paddy Dooley with a donut as well. Mm, a bit disappointing for him. Yeah, I, I know mm-hmm. a few people took a punt on him. Cam Bancroft with a two, Nathan Ellis with a seven. Then we've got Davies, McDermott, and Chris Green, 15, 17, and 20. I mean, not much to talk about there. What are your thoughts on Chris Green, though, for next week? Yeah, I still don't mind it. They're coming into two decks that are going to be turning. He's he's a nice bowler. He changes it up nicely. He gives himself the three, four overs. I am looking at him, just depending on price. Yeah, I guess that's the question, isn't it? You know, are people going to hold Ben McDermott or move him on as well? A um, few, few question yeah. marks for this week. But let's move into the deep dive with the big horse. It's uh, my favorite one. Let's do it. It could be, is it the last one? Is this the last deep dive of the big it horse? It is the deep, last deep dive for the year, yeah. Oh, well, let's, let's make it worth it, eh? And one of the boys who's very prominent in the comments, Jimmy Mancuso, lots of love for that boy, a superstar fella. Now, when we're talking about Marnie Karova, Oval, it's normally seen, I guess, by people that play cricket in and around the Canberra area, Sydney area, people that have watched some one-day cricket in Australia as a flat deck, would you say? Yeah, flattest. I play, yeah. I've been lucky enough to play maybe five or six games there. Um, yep. And every single time I turned up, I mistook, uh, I mistook the pitch for the freeway that I got to Canberra on. So, uh, yeah, it's it's always been notoriously very flat. Yeah. So if I told you that there's been three games, three games of BBL played there in the last two years, the highest score has been 151. And average wickets taken per innings, 7.5. So almost every team that bats gets bowled out. Yeah, spicy, isn't it? I did not. Yeah, I did not. Did not realize that. That's interesting. Um, Mm. So does that mean now where, I mean, initially when you think Monica Oval, you think a flight wicket, then you're looking at the Thunder batsman. You're looking at, you know, Matt Short, obviously, you you know, you're potentially loading up another top order strikers player for this Mm. game. And now we probably need to change tact a little bit, don't we? If, yeah, if this do. wicket isn't going to be as good for batsmen as maybe we once thought. Yep, spot on. 
And the second point that is not really any relevance, I guess, to round nine of our BBL, but I'll give you a guess that for how many people that have been priced over 200K in Supercoach, how many have scored zero in the past? Now, remember, we've been going 13 seasons. Well, I mean, oh, you, it's definitely at least one uh, because of the other night. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, maybe five? Nearly one. Steve Smith is the absolute first that's been priced over 200K to score zero in a round. Oh, fuck. Yeah, okay. That hurts even so, more for owners then. For those of you that uh, put the C on him, I apologize, but I had to dig and that sucks. That but suck. That just means he'll be cheaper next year when he plays his couple of games. Yeah. Oh, look, they'll still inflate his price just because of how good he is, but he'll definitely be a 180K player probably instead of that 275 price that he was priced on. So mm-hmm. perfect. Love it. And that, yep. you know, maybe you just take a one week swing at him next year and it's, it doesn't hurt you as much, but it definitely That's hurts right. this year. That, uh, that sucks. But, um, you know what? People aren't here to listen to what happened. They're here to listen or they're here to watch uh, and listen to us talk about round nine. So plenty coming up. Let's dive into the game preview. And as always, the game preview is brought to you by Bonus Bank Australia's number one matched betting site. You can go to bonusbank.com.au and use the code INSIGHT to get 25% off your first month of their premium subscriptions. You can start making some tax-free and risk-free money today. Now, Mm -hmm. Mick, we've got Thunder on the double and the Heat on the buy. So I guess that now means do we move on our Heat players now or do we hold them for a loop? How are you approaching it? No, I'm moving mine. So I've got two left, Billings and Walter. They'll both be on the move. And you've got another DNP or a non-player, I'm assuming, for your loophole for next week? Sure do. I've got Salesman and I've got Burden. Nice. So I can basically trade into players that are going to be playing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I would urge people, if you do not have a DNP or two next round, maybe hold a Brisbane Heat player. Mm. Um, You know, it's tough because everyone's got Paul Walter. Paul Walter's so much money that I don't think it's smart to hold that much cash as a DNP. But it's not. if you've got two, potentially you've got two heat players, maybe you've got Swepson just riding the pine or something, or you've got Kuhneman or, or one of those guys, um, I'd definitely keep. Even Sam Billings, he, he would be perfect to keep as your wicketkeeper loophole this round as well. So you get two two free swings. Um, Mick, let's, let's start with the first game, mate. 7.15 tomorrow, Sunday. Uh, we're recording this obviously in the middle of the doubleheader on Saturday. We've got the Thunder versus the Strikers to kick things off at Monica Oval. You just mentioned might not be as flat as we thought. Um, now th- this becomes the loophole slash VC conversation, right? You got Thunder as the only team on the double, but they play first, so you don't even really get a free swing or a free look at someone. Is it worth VCing a Thunder player and taking a risk on a single game player this round? I love that you brought this up. Because we've we've got difference in opinions here that we'll go into later, but mm-hmm. we saw what Daniel Sams did the last time he was on a double after he'd been in shit house form. So I'll be slapping the VC firmly on Sams. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know Matt Short is playing in the same game, but Daniel Sams it is for me. So let me ask you this: if this was a flat wicket. A wicket that we knew, Monica of old, nice flat road. You knew that there were going to be a heap of runs scored, uh, and then yeah, would that would that tempt you to to go with Matt Short over Daniel yes. Sams? Yes. 
So the, purely the wicket here potentially being not as great as we thought that might be the issue there. That's um that's interesting. Um, yep. I I am of the same thought process. I think I'll VC Sam's as well. We'll talk about captains later because that's a conversation that might be a bit spicy. Um, For sure. Now Monday seven fifteen, we've got the Stars and the Hurricanes at the MCG. Uh, stars at home to to finish this off. They're still well in the hunt. If they if they knock off the Renegades here, they're still in the hunt for finals. So plenty yeah. to play for for the Stars and not so much for the Hurricanes. So is there logic to maybe get a Stars player in your team this week against the Hurricanes who have been relatively poor? Yes, I think so. Who that is, I'll have to do a little bit more digging. But if you're in our Discord, we'll let you know exactly which way we're going with our picks. My early inkling is that I'll probably, depending on how Dan Lawrence goes tonight, actually, if he fires, I'll bring him in. But if he doesn't, I may go sneaky and bring back in Webster for a last hurrah there. Yeah, I like both of those picks for sure. They're, I think they're in the pod list, so I like it. Um, also, fun fact, Stars have only won three of their last nine games at the MCG. So oh, that, hey. that probably correlates with how poorly they've started the BBL. And, and also last year, they were pretty ordinary too, weren't they? So... Um, yeah, very interesting. Three of their last nine. So Hurricanes might be in the game in this one. And and I'm sure that we're still holding guys like Chris Jordan maybe as well. So yep. could be in the game. Sure. Um, Tuesday, 7.40, a little bit later this one, we've got the Scorchers versus the Sixers at Optus Stadium. Uh, Scorchers at home again. We saw the Scorchers were too good here batting first and, and put the stranglehold on the heat just earlier. Can they do it against the Sixers who are in red-hot form? What, what are your thoughts? Which way does this one swing? I think the Scorchers, they're just, what have they won? 14 of their last 15 at home. Yep. They're just, they're too tough at home. And we saw I tonight it, they struggled and they mm. still scored 160 and were able to strangle one of the best batting sides in the BBL to 120 odds. So, yeah, yep. it's, it's the Scorchers for me. For those of you that held Aaron Hardy, he's not a panic trade out. Like, I still think there's scope that he could go really large there. And we saw that he was bowling his overs tonight. He's, he bowled four overs. So, he, he's going to do it on either side of the ball. I will next week, however, be fielding Ty and not having him on the bench. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's a fair call after, after this week. And next week will be the week where he does fuck all for you. It's yep. just, that's BBL Supercoach to a T. Um, yep. Before tonight, Aaron Hardy averaged 63 at Optus Stadium, 63 Supercoach points, and that's 15 better than any other stadium in the, in the country in BBL. Um, so he loves playing at home. He did play a poor shot tonight. I think he's going to rectify that. I think he's going to fix that. Like he he doesn't – it's very rare to see him play the kind of shot that he got out on tonight. Yeah. He he bowled his four overs, took a wicket, had a relatively quiet game by his standards and st still scored 54. So when you're looking at it from that point of view and you know what he has potential to do, there's, there's massive upside there. Don't panic trade him out. 100%. Um. We're probably targeting batsmen in this one. I mean, in saying that, though, the wickets were, you know, tumbling tonight at Optus Stadium. So if they play on the same pitch in three days' time, maybe bowlers become a little bit more relevant than we thought because most of the time Optus is pretty flat. So mm -hmm. that, does that change things? No, I don't think so. No, I think Scorchers to win for me. Is there anyone from the Sixers I'd pick up? Uh, probably not now. I think the, the ship sailed there. I think maybe the only person I'd pick up is Sock. Because yeah. Ashton Agar, he's shown year and year on year that he can perform at Optus Stadium. He's done really well there. It looks like spin held up in the wicket a little bit tonight. So if they play on the same wicket, that could be okay. Um, the slower bowlers were harder to get away tonight, I think, than the quicks were. 
So who knows? Could be a nice little one-week punt. You never know. Sock only 119K. So he'd probably be a little bit more expensive off the back yeah, of the Yeah, he had a break-even break but... of 55. So oh, he'll, so be he'll little, only be, probably be like 140? Nah, probably 130 maybe. I don't think he'll go up that much. Oh, there you go. Cool. Yeah. Uh, not a bad Definitely manageable. Yeah. For sure. Nice little pod. Um, and then the final game of the BBL Supercoach season is the Thunder versus the Renegades at Sydney Showground, where last time we played at the Sydney Showground, no one could hit a spinner off the square. So it'll be very mm. interesting to see. It'll, they won't be playing on the same pitch. They would have rolled up a new pitch. But ju- just knowing that they've rolled up that pitch and it was still ordinary, I think there's very good chance that we'll see much of the same at the showgrounds. What are your thoughts? Yep. I thoroughly agree with you there. It's weather. Talk to me about the weather. Well, well, I mean, all I've seen so far is the fact that there's a 50% chance of rain. So, yeah. I mean, does that mean it's going to rain? No, it doesn't. But I think it's something to be wary of. Now, you know, we're, we're loading up on these guys because they're on the double. What if they're not? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what if this game gets washed out and we're done? That's the end of the season. Uh, and you've loaded up on six or seven Thunder players, which I know there's plenty of teams That's out right. there going real hard at the Thunder at the moment. And they've been poor. They've been, they've been average at best. So for me, like, and we might talk about this in, in tactics and trades very soon, but like there's a lot of players you can actually get in this week that you could target that are playing against the Thunder. 100%, yeah. When we go, when we go to the first game, who are they playing? Uh, they're playing Monica uh, against the Strikers, yeah. So yeah, Matt Short, no doubt, will have a good game. Overton. Will Jake Weatherall back it up? Probably not, but fuck no. me. <laughs> who knows? Recent form would suggest who knows. Cameron Boyce, we gave him a shout out on the last pod, came out and scored nearly 80 odd again. He's mm-hmm. been really nice too. So when we're talking about Monica Oval and the track and it playing a bit funny for bowlers, he might be a nice pod as well. Could be. And look, I I actually don't mind him this coming week. Uh, Thunder have really struggled against spin bowling, haven't they, when they slowed it up. And and Boyce takes all of the pace off the ball. He makes you create the pace as a batsman, and that's pretty Mm -hmm. tough to do. And if this wicket isn't flat, then it it could actually be pretty tough to handle. So I like it. I like it. Um, Mate, let's let's move into trade talk, shall we? Let's do it. Targets acquired. For the last time, the trade talk segment is brought to you by Ryan from Astute Newstead. Uh, with interest rates, they're, they're hitting us for six lately, and I'm sure you've probably wondered whether your rates are too high, whether you can even afford that new home that you're looking for. You don't have to worry anymore or wonder. You can contact Ryan, who offers confidential lending assistance, no or no obligations at all. Give him a message on Instagram. It's Ryan Astute Newstead, or it's Hammond Homes, I think it is now. I don't know. You'll find him on there somewhere. Uh, or you can yeah. send him an email, ryanh at eganwealth.com, uh, and mention us for a free consult, and he'll look after you. Uh, and he's gone and changed his bloody Instagram handle and he's fucked up my whole little thing. So that's that's his no. fault, not mine. Typical Blame Ryan. Move. Yeah. Yep. Let's let's talk thunder, mate. Let's uh let's kind of rip that band-aid off nice and early. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts yep. here? Let's just assume. So Daniel Sams at the moment, he's owned by sixty four percent of the top five percent of teams. And all of the yep. ownership stats that we talk about for the rest of tonight will be based on the top five percent of teams. So for those of you gunning for overall, that's the top probably what, how many thousand people? Um but there's 50,000 people playing. That's the top, I don't know, 5K? 2.5K. Yeah. My maths is pretty ordinary. So Um, I'd say Daniel Sams maybe 64% owned. The other 36% need to decide, do I get this bloke in or not? And I'd say he's probably the only one you need to have. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Yeah, fade him if you dare. We've seen what he's been like from being out of form to just running hot. And the last time he ran hot, he was on the double and scored fuck, it was nearly 500. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, captain was like five, 480 or 510 or something like that. So, yeah. yes, yes, very risky going against him. I think he definitely needs to be the VC, if not a straight C. Mm -hmm. And I don't hate the straight C either, um, but I'll, I'll explain to you why I'm VCing very soon. David Warner, 41% bought him last round to come into their teams. Uh, so he is 41% owned in the top 5% of teams. I am one of those. Uh, you're not. I'm not. Are you looking at bringing in David Warner? Is he an option for you, or are you just going to fade him completely? No, I'd like to base my teams on the good bloke status, and <laughs> unfortunately he doesn't make the cut. So You mean he flew in on a helicopter, mate, from his brother's wedding? Surely that's good bloke. If I was his brother, I'd be fucking spitting chips that he's choosing to play cricket over hanging out with me that one day in your life where, you know, you're marrying the love of your life. Mm -hmm. um, nah, just not a fan of it. I don't I don't yeah. like it. And Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Alex Hales, 31% owned. You are an owner. I am not. So flip the script there a little bit. Thoughts? Um, um, I'm, does he become I'm a must? A, I was an owner. I oh, traded trade him, him, but he's going to come back in. Yes. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, the reason why is that people ask him, well, why aren't you looking at Warner instead of Hales? It's easy. You look at where Hales fields. So mm -hmm. last night he took three catches fielding at mid-off, deep long off. He's fielding in dangerous spots where your bowlers are bowling for the batters to hit there. He's a good fielder. He doesn't really drop catches, does he? So if sure. he, say, makes his 25 off 30 or fuck all, gets his 50 or 60 with the bat, and then he can generate another 20 or 30 with catches, happy days. That's a big score. Yeah, okay. I'm with you on that. That's fair. Uh, he is a toss-up for me as to whether I get him in or whether I fade him, but it's pretty dangerous to do that. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm tending to lean towards getting him. One guy I'm definitely getting this round and probably the only player I'm really, really set on for the Thunder. I've already got two in Sams and Warner. Um, I'm getting Tanvi Sanger, the Sausage Sanger, uh, this week. Uh, 30% owned. I think based on the wickets he's going to play on, I think he could be quite dangerous. I think at, uh, whereas at Sydney showgrounds at turn square last time, I think he's really dangerous there. He could actually get a haul of wickets. Yeah. Here's the other one I'm looking at bringing in. He looks really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And, uh, Chris Green, the final one, again, we're in the spinner theme here for these two games, uh, especially because yep. of the last game at the showgrounds, Chris Green, 15% yep. owned currently, any love for him? Yeah, there kind of was, but if I had to choose between him and Sanger, it'll be Sanger purely from a bowling point of view, from the batting point of view, Chris Green's batting higher in the order. He has looked okay with the bat, but yeah, the Thunder are just ordinary, aren't they? Yeah, they've been poor. Um, are there any others that we haven't talked about? Any other Thunder players that you'd potentially look at for this round? Or is it more a case of let's try and fade them now? Uh, McAndrew. I don't mind him. I don't mind him. He, he he bowls fairly well. He's got that nice slower ball off cutter. He's taken a few wickets this BBL with that. Um, not the most economical bowler, but has been bowling near death for them alongside Sam's. We saw Tenvir Sanger bowling the 19th over the other night, which is interesting, but good for yeah. him. And good for potential owners. Um, but even with the bat, like, he's shown that he can swing the willow. So I'll have mm. a look. But I dare say my early output is going to be Hales and Sanger are the only two 
Sydney Thunder players that I'll be bringing in. And that's uh, that's fair. Like, yeah, I'm only going to be bringing in one, if not two. Um, so, yeah, that's that's fair enough. Uh, throw us in the comments for those of you watching, and if anybody's got any questions, throw them in there as well. We'll answer them at the end of the show. Uh, any Thunder players you're potentially looking at that we haven't mentioned. No, I won't be getting Gorinda Sandu in this week. It looks like he's not going to get a game. It looks like the hatch is back in. So... Uh, he's another one that scored well this week, but I'd probably urge people to be a little bit cautious with him because it doesn't look like his role or his job security is cemented at all. Um, he, so He could be the first one that bowls four overs, none for 100 in the BVL. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Fucking yeah. hell, Paul Blake, if he does, that'd be yeah. rough. Um, let's talk maybe an alternate strategy. We mentioned or we teased a little bit at the start of the show, Mick, that maybe it might be worth attacking who's playing the Thunder instead of the Thunder themselves. And that is for Strikers and the Renegades. Now, are there any of these guys that tickle your fancy? Uh, I think maybe one of these guys you might have already been bringing in this week. Yeah, so I brought in Hossein just as a bit of a left-field pod pick for me. Um, hasn't done much tonight yet, but I just really like this bloke. He bowls, he bats, does a bit of everything. Priced at 200 k for a reason. He was one of the better BBL players that we had last year. And it's disappointing, I guess, from the BBL point of view that he's only made it for the last couple of games, but hopefully can be here from round one and be somewhat of an option to start the year next year. And I think when we think uh, a lot of people maybe are watching the show, they haven't heard of Hussain, um, Akil Hussain. Uh, they, 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 first of all, very, very well-known, uh, renowned spinner all-rounder for the West Indies and has been doing it for the better part of 10 years. So very good player on the international circuit. Uh, bowls left arm orthodox, opens the bowling more often than not. I think he bowled the second over tonight, didn't he? Um, for the... Renegades, yeah, he did. He bowled the second over. Yeah, he, he went did. for eight runs. Yep. yep. Eight so, runs. very, uh, very good player. Uh, think Majib, maybe when you when you're thinking about left arm spinners, think Majib. Very similar. But can bat. Um, but can bat. Yes. Uh, Majib used to be able to bat. It seems like he's regressed a little bit there, but Hussain can definitely hold a stick. Um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely looking at him this coming week for sure. And Adam Zampa, another one, we spoke about him on the pod last week, um, about potentially him playing on two spinning wickets, one being tonight at Marvel and then next week at the showgrounds versus the Thunder. Now, obviously pending weather, we'll need to obviously have a plan B on getting out of these renegades trades. If we end up planning on bringing one or two of them in and obviously your Thunder guys that you're planning on bringing in too, I, I definitely have a contingency plan if mm -hmm. the weather looks to be threatening, but, um, Zampa's only in 9% of teams at the moment. So, nice little pod there. Not much for a 88k player who was the leading wicket-taker at the last World Cup. Mm. Yes, that is uh, very true. Uh, I mean, I brought him in this week. So, I'm hoping he does something for me tonight. We will see. Um, but I'm just hoping he doesn't get Maxi out. I'd rather Maxi do well than Zampa. So, yeah. Um, now... We mentioned Cam Boyce earlier. Thunder have struggled against spin. Cam Boyce, legitimate option. I mean, Matt Short will probably bowl some spin, maybe even the first over like he normally does in game one against the Thunder. I mean, is there, there's logic to VC Matt Short potentially over uh, over um, Daniel Sams, isn't there? Yes. But fuck it. Yeah. Hashtag reckless. Let's go, Samsy. Yeah. I think you get two bites at the cherry. Essentially, you get four bites at the cherry with Samsey batting seven. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it probably makes more sense. No, you know but, what? Um, I've seen I've seen him bat the last two innings. <laughs> We're only getting two bites of the cherry. Yeah, he's forgotten how to bat, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. he hasn't he hasn't been good. 
Um, so that is the alternate strategy. Attack the Strikers and the Renegades. Another one that I haven't mentioned, but um, I will mention in the top 5% pod section, is Henry Thornton. Now, he is owned at the moment by nine teams in the top 5%. Nine teams out wow. of 2,500 teams. Um, so he's super pod. And we've seen what he did this round. He just comes in and just flings them down. He doesn't fucking know where they're going. No one does. No. But the beauty of it is they come down at 140 plus. The bloke is super attacking. He's not playing for economy rate bonuses, this fella. He's playing for no. wickets. Yeah. Um, so you're either you're going to get a three-wicket bonus with Henry Thornton or you're going to get nothing. That's that's pretty much the way that, that it plays. So if you're looking for – if you're someone that's outside the top 2,000, you want to take a bit of a swing and get someone in that's bowling against a very poor batting lineup, it could be Henry the, Thornton. The, the Thunder. Um, the yep. poorest batting lineup in the BBL. Yep. So I, I really like Henry Thornton this week. Um, you, we mentioned Cam Boyce already. 48 teams he's in. So still yep. fuck all. Um, what about the rest of these? We talk about Sock. He's in seven teams at the moment in the top 5%. So if you want to take a punt on Sock, uh, who are the Sixers playing against again? They're playing against Perth at Perth. Um, and we saw that Spinners did a fair bit of damage tonight in that game. Yep. Yep. So there's definitely worse picks. Any of these other ones that you like? I've already got Hussain. Got my eye on Dan Lawrence. No one else, really. Um, James Vince playing at Perth could be spicy as well. Um, yeah. I don't I don't mind that. Uh, I think he's he's been in pretty good form, James Vince. Uh, obviously had that really good knock the other week. Was he the one that scored, I think it was 81, and Gary Lyon ran him out in a test match in Perth years ago? Oh, you know how question. he's running to his right and flings down the stumps almost yeah. side on. I think it might I reckon, be actually. Yeah. So he's Maybe. he's been he got runs there once upon mm. a time. Yeah, I, I'm that. just I'm just thinking like you know he's obviously an international caliber player. Like he hasn't played for England for a while. It seems like he's been out of favour, but he's still quality. We saw that the other round. Um, one guy that's interesting is Tom Rogers. 21 teams he's in. He gets to play against the Thunder. Again, there's risk for weather. Which, but which Tom Rogers Tom Rod- are you talking about? I'm talking about Renegades bowler Tom Rogers. Definitely okay. not Stars batsman Tom Rogers. Um, but he got a wicket. Looks like Maxwell's in now. Um, so Kane Richardson just got the other Tom Rogers out. And yes. uh, Tom Rogers got Dan Lawrence out LBW for eight. So that Ooh. that's the game that's currently on at the moment. Um, so we, we mentioned Henry Thornton. We're talking Hussein and Zampa. I mean, uh, Cam Boyce, Sock, these guys are options. Hussein, uh, or Hussein, I, I think we're both looking at, or you've brought him in. I'm looking at bringing him Already. in next week. I think that's a nice yep. play. Dan Lawrence could be a nice play because he seems to be getting a bowl as well, isn't he? So uh, playing at the MCG, there's big boundaries there at the MCG in the final game. Uh, and the who are they playing? They're playing the Hurricanes, which is a, definitely a, a not a good bowling lineup in comparison when we look at stats. The Hurricanes no. have struggled to take wickets this year, haven't they? So, uh, looks like maybe Stars batsman could be the target. And if you don't, if you can't afford Bo Webster at his price, Dan Lawrence could be the next best thing. Yep, spot on. The only bowler that concerns me at the G is Meredith because he could really throw. He well, he can throw down gas, but you know, you one forty fives to one forty eights. The ball does move early at the G. It could be could be a bit spicy. I, I'd love yep. watching Meredith bowl. He's yeah. good for the excitement, but not oh. so much super coach relevant, but yeah. Bowls gas. He's nice. Yeah. 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 He's him him and Morris. Yeah. And let me tell you, someone that I've been thinking about, when are they coming back? But I've always been kind of wondering where Nathan Coulton Isle has been. And 
he back. is back tonight. Yeah. So that that could be a left field pick against the Hurricanes who have been quite poor this year. At the MCG, we remember what he did last year. He started with 170 on their double or something like that last year and got every owner off to a flyer of a start in BBL 12. Could he finish the year this time and do the reverse BBL 12 and, and just You'd come in, in in the final round and just go nuts? You'd love to see it. That could I'd, be like the pot of all pods. You'd want, yeah, you'd want to see how he's seen him tonight, though, because he's, he's not really going to get another cider, is he? No. No, we'll, we'll see how he looks tonight. If he looks kind of injured or laboured or maybe not as quick as he was, uh, which is every chance coming back from injury, then, yeah, maybe maybe fade. But if you're looking to get spicy, which a lot of people are, you want to have fun when you're playing super coach, and I think that's the reason why I captain Maxwell tonight, because I know the upside of Maxi. But, like, I mean, taking Matt Short's score is boring. And I'm sitting 1600th, so I thought, fuck it. I'm just going to have a crack and see if I can get into the top 500 or something. Um, if I was sitting in the top 1,000 or top 800 or something like that, I definitely would have taken Matt Short's score. But the fact that I'm sitting outside and I'm having a pretty ordinary year, I thought I'll just have a crack. And, you know, yeah. it makes so much more enjoyable to watch the games there where you're having a go at someone like Maxwell uh, as sure. opposed to playing it safe. So, sure. um, mate, let's, uh, let's talk our trades for next or our trade thoughts for next round. What are you thinking at the moment, mate? Who's coming in? Who's leaving from the horses for courses? So, Mr. Walter, tall Paul, will definitely be on his way out. Yep. It's hard to say at the moment. I don't. I, Cooper Conley, he's, he's made me enough coin now, so I, I can move him on, and I will have enough money there looking at his score tonight to go straight into sock if I want to go that way. Um, I, I am looking at Sanger and I'm looking at Hales, but, yeah, we might get spicy. I, I, I really like Boyce, and... I was texting you only, was it yesterday? I was kicking myself for not bringing him in after bringing up those stats and how well he'd been bowling. So I might just yep. back my gut for the last week and grab him. I like it, man. I like it. Um, I think this is the perfect round as well to take a few flyers, knowing that the, you know if, if the Scorchers were on the double in round nine, it'd be a different story. You just load up heavy on them. Did Maxwell just Maxwell, get out? Six, six. I thought he's, he got out with your reaction. That I shit my pants. He's, Ah, he's off. Anyway, um, I am th- I'm moving on Nathan Ellis. I had him as my emergency. Oh, dropped. Did he- Sorry, dropped and Jeez, went to six. Christ, you're killing me here. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, Nathan Ellis is going out for me. Fraser McGurk is probably also going out for me. And maybe Paul Walter if I don't need the loophole. So I didn't bring in a, a, a pure 42K enough this round I uh, or this year at all. I just relied on the buy players and then the players leaving. So I still have Zach Crawley that I can use as a batsman loop in my team at the moment. So I might just keep him. Um, but if I don't need the bowler loop, I might just throw the emergency on someone like a, uh, like a Jamie Overton or something like that right at the oh, start yeah. in the first game. I might just throw the bowling emergency on him so that I can keep Paul Walter in my team at the start of the round to see whether I need him or not. And then if Jamie Overton shits the bed, then I can move Paul Walter on. Um, I'm thinking probably I'll bring in, I'll definitely bring in Sanger, and I'm definitely going to look at bringing in Hussain. And then pending cash, it'll be a decision of whether I get Alex Hales and follow the crowd, or whether I decide I want to fade the Thunder if if that weather starts to look pretty bad at the end. Uh, and maybe I could go and get Henry Thornton or something as a bit of a pod. Um, yep. that, like that's it. what I'm thinking at this point. I think yep. one good point that you bring up. And I've noticed a lot of super coaches do is they burn all their trades before the round starts. Mm. There's no rush. If you've got time to sit back and and have a bit of a look and see how your team's shaping up, 
do your trades as the games go. So then you can position yourself exactly where you want to be. And hey, if you end up with like myself getting Chowdhury, I've got an 80 out of him on the bench, you can bring in enough here to take that score. So yep. I'm not I saying I'm the need- be all and end all to super coach, but inside fantasy sports, we might be. But it's just it's good play. It's smart play. And you've had a good year, mate. Like, I mean, we're we're both sitting around the same kind of position yep. and uh, you know, th- this is the time now where a lot of players stop playing or get the shits or make shit trades or dumb trades and just don't really care about the back end. So there's every chance you can make top 1,000 from even 2,000 out. Sure. Um, now, uh, let's let's talk captains because this now becomes a pretty interesting conversation. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, captain! I'm, uh, I'm ready, kids. I'm ready to get spicy with my captain this week. Now, VC is going to be on Sam's. That's not spicy. That's that's pretty stock standard. I think you need to do that. Yep. Now, the question now becomes, you could straight see Sam's. Do you do VC on Matt Short instead of a Thunder player? There's relevance there. Mm-hmm. Do you put the captaincy on Aaron Hardy at Optus Stadium, knowing that Hardy more often than not doesn't fail there? Um, they're versing the Sixers as well, but Hardy loves playing at Optus. Or... Do you put the captaincy on Glenn Maxwell against the Hurricanes? Now, what, first of all, what are your thoughts? What are you doing? Uh, Maxwell out for 20. Um, uh, what am I doing? What am I doing? I am VCing Sam's mm-hmm. and just seeing how he goes, which yep. means I won't be able to use Matt Short. Well aware of that. And then... You've got this. I'm pretty sure you've got the stats. So you're bringing up with me earlier today, Maxwell. Tell me about his last two scores against the Hurricanes. Yeah, let me let me quickly find them. Um, so two Maxwell's there, wasn't there? Yeah, so Maxwell's last two scores against the Hobart Hurricanes are 150 and 219. So he loves playing them, and uh, he's playing them at home at the MCG, and he loves playing at the MCG as well, and we know that. So the caliber of Maxwell as well. Like, tell me who's going to get Maxwell out. From the Hurricanes. Like, realistically, Nathan Ellis is probably their best bowler. Riley Meredith, maybe. But, like, Maxwell doesn't get beaten for pace. It doesn't matter if you bowl 145. It'd be interesting to see the best BBL player in Glenn Maxwell versus Brendan Julian's favorite BBL player, Chris Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 the best best player in the comp, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, that could be interesting. So I'm thinking VC on Sam, C on Maxwell, but we haven't done one yet. And I think it would, would be it would be remiss of us if we didn't do a bolter bet to finish the season. Now, for yeah. anybody who doesn't know what a bolter bet is, obviously, you know, one of our favorite beers at Insight is Bolter. Um, so in the NRL, me and Matty O'Brien, the Matrix, uh, did a fair few bolter bets last, uh, last year. He won more than I did, so I had to pay up. But the winner gets a four-pack of Bolter of their choice. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that Glenn Maxwell scores more next round than Daniel Sam scores in two games. Wowee. So you jacket on you. I'll take you on the, that. Yeah. So that's, right, that's well, the Bolter bet. For me to do bet. that then, I'm slapping a straight C on Sam's. There you go. Cool. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let's, let's do that. Let's see how we go. Uh, let's yeah. see who gets up. It's uh, it could be very interesting, and if Daniel Sams goes out and just goes ballistic in game one, I'm kind of screwed because uh, I'll probably have to take his VC, um, yeah. or maybe I just back Maxwell and his captain in the last round just because I can. Well, I think maybe Sams goes none for forty or three overs, and makes fuck all with the bat again, and 
Yeah, there's every chance, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, we, you know, uh, it's clear Maxwell likes playing against the Hurricanes, so I'm all for it. Um, I'll, I'll probably just for the sake of the bolter bet, just keep the captaincy on Maxwell and not even consider taking the VC, just for the fun. So, yeah, uh, as we've got it. our mate in the chat, loves it for sure. And for those uh, and of I you do suck at betting. The BBL, he sucks at betting, so mm-hmm. I'm home and host. Free beer, it. yeah, yeah, free free beer oh. for you. Um, yeah, that, I, I don't know whether there's any other captain's options, mate. We can probably just move on to the questions and start answering those from the Discord. It's question time. Let's answer your questions for the week ahead. Now, we, we kind of talked about pod captains anyway, but let, Octavo's asking us to get a bit more specific. If you could pick a Thunder player on the double that isn't Daniel Sams to captain, who would it be? Hales. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to um, yeah, I'm trying to find someone that I actually would like to captain from the Thunder that isn't Sam's, and I can't find one. Like personally, I don't know whether it's worth forcing a double captain on somebody that you're not even hundred, not even close to certain on. So my my thoughts are, if it's not Sam's, look elsewhere. Look at Maxwell. Look at Hardy. Look at Matt Short. Mm-hmm. Look at someone else. That's probably my advice. Um, no one's been consistent there. No. Um, and also, just look at the pitches that they're going to be batting on. I mean, let's reassess and have a look at what Marnica looks like. It might be a different track. We just don't know. So we'll reassess that. But if it is what we think it's going to be, a little bit harder to bat on than we thought, maybe maybe it's worth um, yeah, maybe it's worth fading Sam's or something. So yeah. who knows? Um, our mate Hecker wants to know if the Thunder or if the second Thunder game is rained out, do you lower the number of Thunder to three or four that you're targeting? So in regards to your mate, Hecker, I wouldn't get in any more than probably three Thunder players in. If and that's even if yeah. they're playing two games. Yeah. Yeah. If there's rain around and stuff, there's definitely more risk. You're not going to get two out of them. So the question becomes then, would you take him on a single? <laughs> no one's going to buy Nathan McAndrew on a single, you know? So yeah. you've got to consider these kinds of things. Um, CG10 wants to know, should we even target more than two Thunder players given how bad they're playing? And honestly, the ultra, the ultra pod play could actually be to fade Thunder completely and uh, target the other guns in other teams that are on the single. Because, yep. again, the question becomes, would you pick them on a single? If the answer is no, I don't know whether you love it. Thoughts? Yeah, no, um, CG10 is a smart man. I think two would be okay. And this last one from Bray... Um, is it a good idea to target Gades and Strikers considering how bad the Thunder have been? So there's a theme, isn't there, tonight? You know, we're all yeah. talking Thunder, but do we fade them? Do we look at the teams that are playing the Thunder because they've been that bad? And we spoke about this a bit earlier, so the answer is definitely yes. Um, Renegades players, though, just just keep in mind that the weather could interrupt this game um, for the final game of the round. So I worth think we fade them to an extent. You don't want to forget about them altogether yep. in case they do get the two games out. But, yeah, you're not going yep. overboard on them. Or just have a contingency plan for your Thunder players and your Renegades players. If you are bringing them in and we are keeping an eye on the weather, we will update everybody in the Discord as we go throughout the round as well. So jump in the Discord, link's in the description. Um, we'll keep you up to date on, on what's happening with the weather and if it's getting worse or better. Um, if it does look like it's getting worse and we are going to get some guaranteed rain, it might be worth changing your trades halfway through the round, like we mentioned just then, um, and, and looking at some other players potentially from the Stars or, or from Perth. Hussain bold Stoinis for two. Oh, you know Stoinis averages eighty three against the Renegades, eighty three Super Coach points per game against the Renegades. Fucking loves playing them. Not tonight. 
not tonight. Nope, nope. Just not this season, really, aside from that one knock that he's had. He's he's had a shocker. He's had a shock mm -hmm. in two years, really. Poor Stoin. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's dive into the live comments, guys. There's not really many tonight because obviously everyone's watching the game. But if if you're watching this on delay and you've got some questions for the round coming up because we haven't had as many live questions tonight, drop them in the comments. Just because the video's done doesn't mean we won't come back and answer them. So that's right. Drop them in the drop them in the comments, even if or, you're watching on delay. Even better if you want them answered straight away. Jump into our Discord. Link will be below in the comments. Jump in. Just let us know. Your question will be answered. I'd say reasonably quickly. As long as it's yeah, not yeah. 3 a.m. <laughs> I see some people talking in there at like 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm yeah. like, fuck me. I'm, I'm too tired, mate. I've got a hey, fucking 14 I've been getting on. up at 4 a.m. and I'm like, fuck, these guys are still going. Still yes. cracking. Yeah, still talking about yeah. how fucking Aaron Hardy shit the bed. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's tackle a few of these live ones, hey? Uh, first one up, your, your mate Jimmy Mancuso uh, sees oh. me in those rec lobbies. Um, thank you. Thank you, James. Oh, I'm glad that you're not trying to follow me into rec lobbies. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have too much of a good time, but... Mick, I haven't played 2K in about a month. No, is that a, I'm with you. Is that a cardinal sin? No, last time I had a crack at it was with you, and we we're pretty bad at it. So anyone that wants mm. to jump on and versus, it's free Ws for you guys. <laughs> uh, Jimmy also wants to know thoughts on Maxwell. Um, He's a sexual man. Yes. Yeah, we've been pretty clear on that. Um, the good thing about Maxie's tonight was he didn't fuck around getting to 20. He at least got mm. the max strike rate bonus for me. So at least that's 45 points already in 10 balls. So and that's that's what he can do. And then all he needs to do is go out and take Tufa, and there's a very real chance that he scores more than Matt Short. So it, it's that easy for Maxwell. Uh, he scores points much easier than a lot of other players do. Um, what else have we got? Uh, global, which Thunder, yeah. if any, players are, are locked uh, or are locks this week? Uh, we probably covered that too, right? Yep. Sam's. Sam's. And that's kind of it. Uh, what else have we got here? Oh, uh, oh, sorry. Global's been a good bloke. Uh, Matrix has ordered a killer buffalo wings. That's that's also yeah. very, very good information. Thanks for... Nice work, Skinny. Well done. Letting us know. Yeah. Uh, Global saying thank you for the season. Mate, it's it's awesome. We love it. You know, at the end of the day, we don't need the thank yous, but we do appreciate them. No. Um, it's been Absolutely. fun. We've, we've had good fun. We've done 25 episodes. We did uh, a fair yeah. few through the preseason and we've come live every single round. So mm -hmm. um, it's been good. It's been real oh, good. Yeah. And we've seen some people do been, incredibly well. Yeah. The feedback's been really nice. And not even for those that are in the top 100, we've still got, what, 18 in the top 100, which is incredible when you're talking about our league. And there's so many leagues getting around with those sorts of numbers being in the one league. So it's it's not just Nathan and I that are sharing this content. It's people within the Discord that are bouncing ideas off each other. It's an incredible community. And like for me, we are the experts when it comes to BBL and all good things cricket. But when we're talking about things that we may not be sure of, when you've got such an intellectual group of guys, yeah, some blokes chew the fat and talk some shit in there. But on the whole, like there's some pretty smart dudes in there that make pretty informed decisions and their rankings would indicate so. Absolutely. There's been some absolutely awesome rankings floating around. I know I was speaking with one guy the other day who is coming 15th and just wanted yep. to have a crack at the win. Uh, we've got obviously uh, runs, runs, runs. Uh, we talk mm -hmm. about every week he's in second. So fuck it. It'd be awesome to see him win. We'll be absolutely. cheering him on. So well done to everyone who's got involved. And, and obviously thank you to you guys as well who have got involved every single week in the comments, in the discord. You guys have made um, the podcast, not us. So yeah. Um, Good pod options. We covered them for global, so we can probably yep. move on. And yep. 
that's about that's it. Kind of it. Happy days. Um, yeah, we, we are going to do a wrap up show once the yep. season's done, probably before the grand final. You reckon, Nath? Of BBL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it at some point in the next week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll. Um, what we'll do is we'll grab a stubby and we encourage everyone else to grab a stubby and kick back and chew the fat with us as we go through the highs and lows, who performed well, who didn't, and a bit of a forecast or an outlook as to how the BBL grand final will be going. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one because we can kind of look back and, and I'm looking forward to talking through like lessons I've learned this year and, mm-hmm. and we're all still learning and we're still trying to adjust our super coach game and, and work out which tactics are best. And those tactics change every single year. Um, for me, I, I have a certain kind of set of rules that I try and follow throughout the year. And one of them, and I've said it a million times in the preseason, is that I'm trying to avoid batsmen only. And then I went and bought heaps of batsmen only. So I, I kind of went against my own ru- rule a number of times this year. So it's it's those things that I think have brought some of us unstuck is when you have a set rule that you know works for you and you go against it, that's when things mm-hmm. kind of go belly up, right? So um, I'm looking forward to talking through things that we've learned this year and um, yep. that's definitely going to be one of them. And one big thing for me, which hasn't been as prevalent in previous years, is spin is king at the moment. We see lots of... Uh, economy rate bonuses for spin bowlers, lots of wickets. You know, the wickets have been a little bit different this year, but that's not something that I forecasted early in the year. Yeah. No, not a chance. The wicket, actually, to be fair, you know what? The wickets have been disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, more often than not, we've seen pitches. One pitch, obviously, the water got on the pitch, so you can't really do much about that. But the rest of the wickets that we've seen, more often than not, they've been really slow and tacky and hard to bat mm-hmm. on, which is a bit disappointing. So I'm really hoping yeah. that we see some better wickets and better pitches and better prep grounds next year. Um, yep. And look, I know with the weather around, it's hard to kind of, yeah, you know, Geelong. it's hard to roll. Yeah, that's right. It's hard to roll out really good pitches when the weather isn't on your side. So I get that. But, you know what um, else we got? Damien in the, in the comments, one of those rules should be just to keep it simple and sometimes less is more. 100%. Um, and Damien does really well himself in Supercoach. I think he's got he multiple top 10 finishes. So um, thanks for hopping on, mate. But uh, yeah, it's a really good rule. Really good rule. I think a lot of the time we try and outthink the the room. And you know, and a pick again, if this Maxwell captaincy goes belly up, which it looks like it kind of has, again, we're trying to kind of take a risk or take too many risks when the smart play would be to take the runs on the board. So it's yeah, it's a really good point. But I'm I'm going to look back through my trades and look back through my captain choices and and stuff like that too and kind of work out where where it went wrong where it went right what I got right and what I'm going to learn for next year. So stay yep. tuned for that wrap up show. That's going to be a beauty. We'll uh, sure. talk through and, and preview finals and all that kind of stuff too. So, mate, yep. that'll do us. Any final words? No. For those of you watching, if you're into NRL and AFL, AFL and NRL pods are dropping intermittently at the moment, one or two a week. So head across to our channels. Uh, click like and subscribe, put the little bell on so you know when we go live, when we do, and look forward to continuing to bring in you good quality content. Courtesy of the guys at Insight Fantasy Sports. Keen, very keen. Um, guys, all the best for this week, and thank you again for tuning in every week. It's been fun. Uh, hopefully plenty of green arrows to finish off the round and, and this round and obviously the next one too. Hopefully uh, you get the fin- the top 1,000 finish, which is the most important finish in the game because you get yourself a $15 KFC voucher. Oh, um, so. We're all here for that. So uh, good luck. Fingers crossed you have a good round, guys. Plenty of green arrows. All the best. And uh, thanks for listening to Insight BBL. We'll catch you later. See ya.